Hey guys, this is Lisa Purdy, and this is Professional Pharmacist. Today, we're going to cover how to write an abstract. Writing is one of the most traditional and well-respected ways to communicate to others about things that you've studied or new practice models that you've been implementing. Many of us are producing quality work that is positively affecting our patients, departments, and companies, but often we're not taking the time to educate others about our success. That means other people are in the same issues that aren't able to learn from us. So the ability to propel the success of healthcare, or in our situation, pharmacy, is slow, if not unachievable. I believe a barrier is time, but also the knowledge of how to write an abstract. Today, I want to help eliminate one of those barriers. Unfortunately, I can't give you more time. But I can help you become more educated on writing an abstract that others will really want to read. So stay tuned. Abstracts are used to convey your purpose for communicating your expertise. They're designed to be a concise summary that stirs up an interest in the reader to want to know more. You might be presenting research, a quality improvement process. You may have new evidence-based practice models. Maybe you have a case study or general information that you feel would really benefit others. The list could easily go on. The key is to know what topic you are addressing and be specific to that. No one wants to try to guess where this paper is going by sifting through a ton of options until you finally get to a point, if you get to the point. So stay on track. If you have more topics than one, do us all a favor and make a series. Once you have your topic at hand, you need to consider how you would like that information given out. Do you intend to write a paper, present a continued education? Will you be a speaker at a conference? Who will you submit the abstract to? Knowing your audience will help establish what is pertinent information and the style you intend to present it in. For those of you that are unfamiliar with AMPD, Mary Harper and Sheila St. Cyr put a webinar together about writing abstracts that I highly recommend in case you want to dive deeper into this topic. They talk through the five C's required in an abstract. Clarify, compare, compose, comply, and confirm. Today I'm going to talk through those things as well based on their conversation. Clarify means that you understand your target audience. The more specific, the better. Then you'll want to compare the organizations that may be appropriate for your presentation. Sometimes you can reach out to an editor and ask if your topic is something that they tend to publish or need more of. Some organizations will tell you what types of abstracts they are looking for. They may even post a list of abstracts that they are needing on their website. You don't want to write an abstract for a journal about a topic completely unrelated to their brand or style. They won't publish your information and you will find you're just wasting your time. Composing. This is the time where you are actually composing your abstract. The key pieces to any good written document has answers to who, what, where, why, when, how, and so what. The so what was the problem you addressed. The why is significant, the who does it impact, and why does it matter for the reader to read it. Under who, it, they're asking who is engaged in the study who was included or involved, who was included in your study sample, and who was impacted. The where is where was it carried out. You want to be specific to give these details so the reader knows if it's applicable information to their location. Now, I'm not saying say your specific hospital name, but in other words, write in your project that it was related to maybe a pediatric population in a larger hospital in the Midwest or Maybe say this is a process improvement that will be really helpful in a retail setting. The when is when did it happen? 
Was it looking back retrospectively or is it more longitudinally and we're looking ahead? And then what did you do? Give information to say how feasible it is for others to replicate your outcomes, including their costs, constraints that you faced, any barriers, etc. Now, I already mentioned this, so what? But I'm going to talk about it a little bit further. You really want to understand why this is important to a reader and why they're going to want to care about reading your abstract. They need to know what is in it for them. They're going to spend the time. They need some kind of an outcome. So what were you practically implicating? What were your findings? Did you get an inclusion? Or are you still processing some outcomes? If you don't know yet, you need to state your anticipated goals or your projected outcomes. That way they know whether it's relevant to them. Is this information useful for a specific group? You really need to know your audience and make sure that you are writing something that they need to know and read. Oftentimes, at least in marketing, the best marketers really look at one specific person. So they will tailor it to a gal and they'll name her Jane. She's a 40-year-old female who has three kids. They drive a Tahoe and they live in Southern California and she has this type of problem. The reason a marketer will do that type of specific for their audience is that even if their product could go to a lot of other people, by going in so narrow into a niche of one type of person and knowing her story, they can go into a whole thing of like, she worked for this long in the career, blah, 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 whatever it is. You want to think about that kind of direct focus when you write your abstract too. You want to think about who is going to read this, like pick one person and drive it like you're speaking to them directly and you're going to have a much better outcome with how your paper is responded to. The cool part is, is when you do focus in on one type of individual that's reading your article or your abstract, is that even though you're going in so narrow for them, everyone else will follow in and see how they actually connect to your material a lot better. If you try to make it so that's relevant to everybody, you're going to miss everybody. Okay, so that's an important thing to consider. The thing about abstracts is that they have to be concise. There is almost always a word limit, so be sure to honor that. Some organizations will not even read your abstract if you have too many words. Now, the outline of an abstract is started with a title, which needs to align with the content. You don't want to have a catchy title and it not make any sense for the rest of the material that you actually present. They need to correlate and work together. An opening sentence should be something that really catches their attention or gets them wanting to continue to read more. The content of your abstract should have the information about your project that maintains the reader's attention. If your reader is having to search for a point, you've already lost their attention. And lastly, you need a line that leaves the reader hungry for more. They want to know more about what, what happened or how you came to that conclusion. There's something that lands in them that just seeks out more. Okay, be clear, be concise, be useful, and be memorable. If you can do the, these four things, you have a solid abstract. Now, some places will break up your abstract into chunks when you submit them. You have to do separate sections like insert the title, insert the body, and then you do this description and the problem that you're solving, the outcome, and they might even ask for any learner engagement methods and your references. 
Some of these items are specific to a presentation rather than a paper. The description is often used for promoting the presentation if you submit it. They use it to uh, let the audience members know which one to go to. Um, so when you do that, just be aware that that's for conferences and workshops usually. The outcome in, in these sections that they're putting in is not related to the study outcome, but rather the outcome that your learner will have and gain when they attend your presentation. The learner engagement methods, now this is important to know because you want to articulate how you plan to present your material. No one wants to go to a long PowerPoint presentation. We all appreciate active learning environments and you being able to highlight how you will differ from the average presenter will be what sets you apart. So key reminders, you wanna double check if there's a word count or a character count before you submit something. Nothing is more uh, frustrating than coming in with a word count and finding out almost too late that it's a character count. You want to be prepared for that. Then you want to double check your spelling and grammar. Use your Microsoft Word or whatever program it is that you, you're using for your spelling. And just make sure it's all very clear. You are a professional. You don't need someone questioning that because you spelled too many wrong words. For grammar, use Grammarly or something like it to help look at things. Have a lot of people review it and let it them read it out loud or whatever. Does it make sense to them? And then you want to avoid commercial content and brand names. It can feel like you're trying to push a particular product or agenda, which is not the intent of your abstract. Now, sometimes places will do what's called a blinded review. You want to keep it in mind uh, and know if this is a place that you're submitting to. What it means is that your name or any evidence of where your site is, is going to be removed until you've been accepted. So when you talk about something, you want to think large multidisciplinary hospital system in the Midwest, not Joe's Pharmacy downtown Chicago. You don't want to sound like you're promoting a specific product or a place. Not all the groups will do this, but know that depending on who you submit to, might. So being aware of this um, would be a wise thing because if you do include this information and they need it out of it, then they can throw your abstract out. And you don't want really good material getting missed because you didn't know about a rule. I really want to stress that you need a variety of reviewers to improve readers. It's really hard to know if you've made a mistake when you are constantly spending a ton of time pouring over the same sentences again and again. Your mind will automatically fill in the gaps and you need other people, even people not related to your field, to read it to make sure that it makes sense and lands for them. Now, the other thing is you need to know your outcomes. So what are you hoping that the reader or audience will gain from your presentation or your paper? You know, what is it that they need to go home and have land on them? Okay, keep it in mind when you do this. And then abide by the guidelines and your deadlines. These are typically firm, so you don't want to miss them. So really schedule your time and prepare. And then lastly, review their guidelines to make sure that there's nothing else missing for their organization. You want to make sure you're including whatever is necessary to make sure that your abstract gets to the right people uh, and gets submitted and, and published ultimately. Writing may not be something that comes naturally to you. So I hope hearing about this and in a podcast helps you feel more familiar with the process and understanding 
of what you need to be able to do an abstract. Abstracts can be a challenge. They are short and concise when we have a ton of information that we want to share. The biggest thing I can say is take a breather. Write your outline, think through your key points that you really want the reader to be impacted by. Start with something and then let the editing come through. It'll work itself out. Just getting the words on a page is really the hardest part. You can always find people who have done this before. They can give you more tips and tricks and they can review your abstract and give you pointers to fix it. Ultimately, you have information that someone else needs. You did the work. You may even have outcomes to show for it. So take the time and write it out. I hope this type of content is helpful to you. I hope you like it. If you do, please subscribe, leave a review, click some stars, or share it with a friend. This helps others find the podcast and hopefully help them be inspired by all things professional development. You can reach out to me at Lisa Purdy on LinkedIn, or you can even message me here on the podcast. Make sure to listen in next week as we impact the world of pharmacy with professional development. Thanks, guys. Bye.